0: If I were to take one of Billy Graham's sermons and go somewhere and, and deliver his sermon, I don't think it would get the same effect that Billy Graham gets or used to get when he used to get up and speak. God gave him a special gifting. And I was just thinking of that. with These ladies up here leading worship God has really given them a gifting to bring us into the presence of God, into the Holy of Holies. Um, some of our times of worship here have been just so wonderful, um, um, at least for me. It has just been so great, and uh, it's it's just wonderful, and too bad they're not here to hear it, but <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to get them onto the line there Jay, and get them to listen, you know but uh, I, I, I really do appreciate uh, what they're doing. Many of us um, celebrate hit, uh, Christmas in, in so many different ways. There were these uh, two soldiers that uh, they were celebrating Christmas. And of course, soldiers, when they get some time off and they're celebrating, the first place they go is to the bar. And that's where they went. And uh, they were in the bar quite a long time and had quite a lot to drink. And by the time they left the bar, it was very late at night. And it was very, very foggy out. And they actually walked out of the bar and they kind of looked at each other and said, I don't even know where we are anymore. You know, and it was so foggy, they really couldn't see. So they started walking a little bit, and as they were walking, there was this general coming down. He was heading toward the bar, and they kind of bumped into the general. And the general, uh, you know, was kind of looked at them, and the, the two soldiers said, Do you have any idea where we are? Because they just didn't know. And the general was very angry and incensed because... He didn't recognize them as a general, didn't salute them or anything like that. And the general said, do you know who I am? And the two soldiers looked at each other and said, boy, are we in trouble now? We don't know where we are, and he doesn't even know who he is. (laughs) So that's my Christmas joke. (laughs) I know um, one of the things that happens during the Christmas season is that every day when the mail comes, we all get plenty of Christmas cards. And most Christmas cards have some things in common. One of them is, most of them say, Merry Christmas. But other than those two words, there are also four other words that, they're not necessarily on every card, but usually one or two of these is on there. And that's love, joy, peace, and hope. Two weeks ago, Jay spoke on hope, and uh, I thought he did a great job uh, with that. We had a pretty good idea of you know where, what hope really is, and and how and how we can uh, uh, you know utilize that that hope. When I when I think of people who don't know the Lord, who don't know Jesus. Sometimes I wonder, how do they do it? You know, because there's so much that goes on in our own lives that if we didn't have that hope, you know, to, that thing to look forward to, you know, a life with our Lord in, in eternity, um, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Uh, most of you know it was about a month and a half ago uh, I had knee surgery. I had to have one of my knees kind of partially, partially replaced. And um, I talked to my friend Barry over here when, uh, right before I went in, and he said, "You know, you're, you're going to feel pain for a while." He was right, and uh, and then afterwards that pain's going to start going away, which it's in in the, in the process of doing. I, you know, during that time, I you know, I, I said to the Lord, you know, I would have preferred if you had healed this supernaturally. So I didn't really have to go through all this. But I'm sure, you know, God had me going through this for reasons. I'm sure there's things in my life that need to be weeded out. And sometimes as you're patiently going through these things, uh, God does... Deal with them and and weed them at, weed them out a little bit, but we do go through lots of trials and tribulations. Uh, and as as we're going through this, and uh, I heard one uh, preacher say say this, and I, I think he was very correct in it. He said, "God doesn't take away the burdens that we have." But rather than that, he shapes our backs to fit the burdens. And as we go through them, there's a lot of things that that we can um, deal with as we're going through these burdens in our life. There's so, there, there's so many of them. I, I was thinking back when I was teaching. I uh, used to... Uh, do timelines with the, with the kids in social studies so that you could see things that happened in a certain order and approximately how long they, they happened. And if, if we were to start a timeline, let's say, of our own lives, and let's say we started with this wall right here, and we would head on, that's north, so we head on north, and that line would go right up through Rhinebeck, and through Albany and into Canada. Michael, how am I doing? Am I getting my geography straight here? <laughs> okay. And then right right on to the North Pole, but that line just keeps right on going. It's, it's one of those things that will just never end because uh, our, our lives are eternal. And if we were to take a, a minute dot, maybe a dot that we could only see, maybe through a microscope... That would be probably the length of our life on that line. And, and, and within that dot is the length of time that we're going through, the trials, the tribulations, all those things that we're going through. So we have a lot of enjoyable time with the Lord to go through. That's the hope. you know. That's the hope that we live with all the time. No matter what we're going through, we have that hope that we're, we're able to do. And, uh, and be able to accomplish that. We're going back to those Christmas cards. The one thing on there that we want to talk about today, out of those four things, was peace. And I think we should pray before we start talking about peace. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the peace that you do give us. We thank you that you are the Prince of Peace, that in your word it says, Lord, that you came as the Prince of Peace. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that we can enjoy that peace in our lives. We know that uh, it's something that we may have to work at, um, but it's something that you offer to us, Lord. So we pray that we understand that a little bit more today uh, as we go through this. In Jesus' name we pray. And I think of, of Christmas time, and the, the, the word "peace" to me during this season is more like a, it's like a conundrum. it's like, hmm, you have over here Jesus, the prince of peace, but on the other hand, on this side, you have all the frenzies that go on with the Christmas season. You know, the shopping, that Black Friday thing where everybody is, you know, attacking the stores, trying to buy the presents. I I saw uh, in the newspaper, I think it was the day after the fights and stuff like that that were, had gone on in stores where, you know, there were only a certain number of these presents that were half price or something, and people were actually slugging it out over, you know, who was going to be able to buy that item. And, you know, where's peace? You know, here's the peace, and then you have that frenzy. And it's also, you know, all the decorating and getting out to get the Christmas tree and all of those things, there's just so much... Uh, within the Christmas season, so I think we need to talk a little bit about this piece. And I, when I when I looked at this, I said, "Well, there's kind of different aspects of peace." So I, I broke it up into three different uh, areas that we have. The, the first one being peace as the world sees it. And I, and I look at our our country. Uh, some people think of peace as If we're not at war, then we must be at peace, okay, because one is the opposite of the other. The United States is not at war, but I don't look at a a country as being really at peace. If we look at the uh, uh, racial tensions that have been going on day after day after day in the papers, and it's not just racial, but there's also, you know, the the rich and the poor, and there's the, the the politics and all the other uh, stuff that goes goes on in there. Um, I don't see that as peace. I, re- I remember uh, a movie that I saw years ago, and it has to be fifteen or twenty years ago. And in the movie, there was uh, a it was kind of like comedy and mystery at the same time, but they they had to. Uh, Take a, a, a woman policeman and kind of make her go undercover in this pageant, this beauty pageant. And when she went undercover in the beauty pageant, she was p- trying to figure out, you know, who was the person that murdered somebody somewhere along the time, the, the, the time. But uh, I, I do remember that they interviewed every person in the beauty pageant and one of the questions that was asked them was what would you like to see you know happen because if you win you know what could you accomplish and every one of them said the same answer world peace world peace world peace world peace and you know you, you kind of get this point that nobody really knows what world peace really is and and how to accomplish that okay because it's something that uh, can only be accomplished through righteousness. Okay, the Bible says that peace comes through righteousness. I think it's Isaiah 32:17 says the work of righteousness will be peace and the effect of righteousness quietness and assurance forever. Okay, so those those are the things that we look forward to when Jesus comes to reign. I mean, if you if you look In in Scripture, in the beginning of Luke, it talks about Jesus bringing the kingdom of God onto this earth. Of course, where is the kingdom of God? It's within us right now. Okay, At some point in the future, Jesus is going to reign uh, on earth, and there will be peace at that time. The second aspect is the peace that is within us, the peace that God really wants us to have. So Jesus said, peace I leave with you. This is what he wants us to have. He wants us to have this peace within ourselves. Now, here is the question. In this world where there is so much anxiety, so much lack of peace, how do we have, while we're living in this world, the peace within ourselves. And I'm so glad you asked that question because that's what we want to answer. What can we look at? Of course, I can't give you the answer, but our God's Word does. And we're going to take a look into, first of all, uh, Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. He says... You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. There are, there are some... and I don't know if anybody else has their Bible open to that, but there are some uh, translations that use the word steadfast. And they say, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast. You see... Uh, it, it's one of those things where our mind has to be more on the things of God than on the things of man. Uh, Let's—I I, I, want to go back to Genesis uh, chapter six, verse five, which helps us with the meaning of the words that are used in there. In Genesis six five, it's talking. This is in the time of Noah and. It says the Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That phrase, every intent of the thoughts of his heart, is the same word as used for steadfast. So this is what helped me to understand this. Every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. I can remember back when I was a young, a young man. Uh, I didn't know the Lord at the time. Hadn't met Patty yet at the time. And I can remember every intent of the thought of my heart. Not necessarily evil, but it was about myself. I was always thinking of, well... You know, what am I going to do today kind of to please myself? Now, I didn't say it that way, but I would just wake up in the morning. I didn't think of God. I wasn't thinking of anything in, in those terms. It was just like, you know, well, what what can I do to, to you know, ha- make my day more enjoyable? All right? Uh, can I, um, you know, am I going to? See my friends, and are we going to go to the bar tonight and and have a few drinks, or do I have a date with a girl, or do I have this? You know, this is just that, that was those were the thoughts of my mind. That was my intent at the time, and I I look at this now, and that now my mind has to be reversed. The intent of my heart now, of my thoughts, has to be on things above, on things of what God wants. And what Scripture is saying is, guess what? This brings us peace when our mind is set on that. Because as we're trusting in God, we, we don't concern ourselves with all the other things that are going on in our lives. And there's going to be a lot of those things. Those trials and tribulations are all still going to be there. But we don't focus on them. Our focus is on the things above. And God didn't leave us just one scripture in that. Because there are various other ones that he has. Like Philippians 4, 4 to 8. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. We can't understand that peace. It's telling us we can't understand it, but it's going to be there. Okay, the understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praise, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. We're supposed to be thinking of... Good things of things of God, things that you know God is doing for us, things that God is giving to us, and not focused on the trials, the tribulations, not focused on the things that will please ourselves. We have to change the pattern of, of our thinking. I, I think back to um, it's, we'll kind of sidetrack it a little bit, but back in Second Kings. Um, uh, chapter 2 and verse 9 it talks about Elijah and it was just just before Elijah was ready to go on up to be with the Lord and uh, Elijah asks Elijah if there's anything that you want you know before I leave before I I go to be be with God. And what did Elisha say in verse 9? It says, And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? And Elisha said, Please let let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. See how Elijah was focused on the things of God? I mean, he could ask for anything. And and he asked Elijah for a double spirit of the the prophet, what the prophet had, okay? Because he was more focused on what can I do, what can I do for God in, in, in the future? Colossians 3 also gives us a couple of hints in this. Let's see if I can find Colossians 3. There we are. Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2, it says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things on the earth. Okay? So these are things that will bring tranquility. of mind and soul into the midst of our life, into the midst of all the trials, of all the tri- tribulations, of all the busyness in life. It will bring that peace that God wants us to have. If you look around, not everybody experiences that peace, but it's not because they are, you know, that God didn't give it to them, it's because they're not. You know, using God's Word to help experience that peace. Okay? God wants us to be hidden in Him. In the one that's going to walk us through all the troubles uh, of life. I think another thing that helps is humility. Uh, If we go to Luke chapter 3 really quick, if you want to. And if not, I'll read it for you. In Luke chapter 3, and I think it's verse, yeah, it was in verse 1, and says, Now, in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip tetrarch of Eutrea, and the region of Trachonitis, and Lysanias tetrarch of Abilene, I probably destroyed half of those names as I was reading them, While Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. Why do you think they give us, like, a, Luke gives us, like, a history lesson here, you know, of who all these people were in charge of all these things? I think the answer to that is in verse 2, where it says, the word of God came to John. Notice all the important people that Luke mentions in, in, in verse 1. Okay, It's all the leaders, all the important people, but where does the Word of God go to? It goes to John, who's in the desert. Totally unimportant. I mean, he is important to us now. But when you think in terms of leadership back then, and who, was in, you know, who were the leaders back then, John wasn't one of them. So, he mentions all of these people, all these so-called, I mean, if you ask anybody back then, these were all great people. And yet, the word of God didn't go to any of those people. went to John, okay? Because of his humility, all right? John was, you know, called to, to, to be that. I love what uh, I think Rabbi Zacharias talks about. Moses and Joseph uh Also being very, very humble people. Moses raised in a palace to serve God in the desert. Joseph raised in the desert to serve God in a palace. Okay? Really, really neat things. Okay? So, this... Keeping our minds on things above is, is not necessarily an easy thing it 's almost a training that we have to do with our minds because it's it 's just natural to think about the things on this earth that's that 's the what, what would come naturally if we just let our minds go they will naturally fall onto all the problems and the issues in our own life but if we can train our minds to keep on things above, God's going to reward us with that peace that can come. So that, that was the second aspect of peace that I, I looked at. The last one okay, is, now do we have that peace? How do we use it with, within the rest of the world? Because we have certain responsibilities to bring peace into the world. Okay remember it's going to come through righteousness God gives us righteousness all right we have righteousness not because of anything we're doing but because of what God uh, gives us he he has given us this right, righteousness so in Hebrews chapter 12 he gives us some things that we need to to be able to do all right Hebrews 12 here we are verse 14 and 15. He says. Pursue. Peace with all people. And holiness. Without which. No one will see the Lord. Looking carefully. Lest anyone should fall short. Of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness. Springing up cause trouble. And by this many become. Defiled. So we're supposed to. Pursue peace with all people. Is it possible? You know, sometimes you can do the best you can with people and pursue that peace, and it just doesn't work. All right, but we're supposed to try. We're supposed to make that effort. And Romans twelve eighteen also tells us something very similar. Romans twelve eighteen says. If it is possible, okay, there's an if there. So that that means that it's not always going to work, all right, but we're to try. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men, okay? Now, in, in order for us to do this, we really need to be experiencing the peace you know if if we don't have it we 're certainly not going to be able to give it to somebody else. so I think as we as we go through this christmas season this this should be one of the things that you know some people do new year's resolutions and some people do Christmas resolutions, and it's just a time, maybe a time of uh, revamping our spirituality in some way. If we can focus on our minds being on Jesus, our minds being constantly on, on things above, I think one of the, the first places that I started focusing on was just, what are my first thoughts when I wake up in the morning? And, you know, do, you, do you, your does my mind immediately go on, gee, what are all the things I have to do today? Or is my mind going on, how can I please Jesus today? You know, how am I going to serve him? And then let everything else kind of fall into place. So uh, I just encourage you to try and... Do you know? Think of what way that that would work for you, because we're all different. We all have different needs, and we we all have different strengths. Some of us are already there, and maybe we need to go a little further. Some of us aren't there at all, and and just need to get started. But it's a good season, good time to start, because the Prince of Peace. We're celebrating his birthday. Amen. Well, oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this season, Lord. That uh, that. We get to celebrate your birth, Lord God. That even uh, in, in our nation, which uh, has really moved uh, away from uh, any kind of godliness and spirituality, but thank God, we we haven't put pushed this. Uh, celebration of your birth aside we thank you that uh, we do hear uh, wonderful wonderful Christmas music sometimes in the stores and in, and in different places and, and some of that music uh, really honors you Lord the, the words are just great words and we, uh, we we thank you for that we pray that uh, as this season approaches Lord that we may in whatever ways you want us to do uh, draw closer to you we want to um, just celebrate uh, our, our relationship with you and, uh, and and enable it to grow and grow and grow and draw closer to you, Lord. And we do look forward to all the hope that you give us, Lord, that, that the future of our spending an eternity with you. And we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.